0: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and welcome to Recovery Guy Podcast. I'm excited that you are here uh, because so much of my time and so much of my life is doing the best I possibly can for me that I have some experience, strength, and hope to share with you because I'm so grateful to the men and women who were in the rooms of recovery, almost waiting for me specifically. I mean, if anyone would have showed up, they'd have been fine, But I showed up and I take that very personally. So men like Scott and Steve and Buddy and Eddie and Jack and Texas Mike and my sponsor, Will, who are still clean and sober. Texas Mike has gone home to be with the Lord and my sponsor, Jack, passed away a little bit more than three and a half years ago. But the other men are still living. And matter of fact, Steve will have 38, 37 years of sobriety. Uh, this, uh, this later on this month, and Will will have a 43 years of personal recovery in January, and, 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 and all these other guys. Scott is going on 39 years, Buddy 45 years. So I have a great pedigree of recovery behind me. So if you sense my confidence, don't confuse it with arrogance. I, I have no belief in me whatsoever, but I do have a belief in a power greater than myself doing for me what I could not do for myself. And the fact that these men are still clean and sober or died clean and sober is all the evidence that I need to do this one more day at a time. Matter of fact, I think today is day 13,299. I have to double check. It's either 13,299 or 13,300. Either way, what we have is one day to celebrate our recovery. And I love the preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous, or any 12-step program or monotheistic, that's all we're here for. Alcoholics Anonymous, it's a fellowship of men and women who share. Isn't that wonderful? No more do I bottle my pain, my anguish, my anxiety in, but I share it. Because we know we're only as sick as our secrets. Therefore, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness are foundational to our personal recovery. Hey, today, I'm really super excited. I have a great friend in studio with me, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. And we're going to talk about fitness. I met this person on Instagram, I don't know, two, maybe three years ago, something like that. And we've just become friends over time. Most recently, we've become very good friends. And so I invited him on uh, to this program to just share his approach to fitness and how important it is to his personal life. So good afternoon, my friend. Tell us who you are.
1: Hey, Robert. My name is Leandro. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me and, and uh, doing this podcast with you. It's... Um, yeah, this is this recovery has has been a journey for me, and um, you know, in fitness, and 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 so I'm um, just super grateful that I got into fitness when I got sober, because when I got sober, I I put on uh, quite a bit of weight because of you know my drug of choice was you know cocaine and methamphetamine, and, and mm-hmm. so I, I was pretty skinny when I, um, you know, when I was in my addiction, and when I got clean and sober, I I, I didn't like the way I looked. So I just started, uh, just start working out and, um, taking protein and eating a little more cleaner. And, mm-hmm. and so, and I started gaining that, that weight back, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah. And it's also just helped me like spiritually too. Like it's really, um, it just feels, you know, really good. For me like i i feel more confident and my self-esteem has gotten higher i don't mm-hmm. really hate myself anymore um so it's a very positive thing to do um in recovery is this you know is to work out and it doesn't have to be the gym you can ride a bike you can go swimming you can go hiking you know um there's a lot of things you can do to just you know to stay in shape and so um so yeah, like I, I just got into fit I mean, I've always been in fitness since I, I played mm-hmm. sports in high school, you know, and so I've always lifted weights and, and football and, and and track and baseball and and so and I even lifted after I graduated and, and and honestly I even lifted in my addiction, but I just it wasn't really going anywhere because I just was using, you know, so I yeah. wasn't seeing the results. And so I I thought I could, you know, um still be big and strong while being, you know, high on cocaine or meth and then mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it just wasn't that's that it doesn't work <laughs> so like no, i no
0: and yeah. hey before before we get deeper in our conversation if individuals want to follow you and see some of the things that you do online what is your instagram handle if you don't mind
1: no oh, no my instagram name is uh lee Delacruz cruz 267
0: um so my name is uh, l-e-e D e l a c r u z, correct?
1: Yeah, and then uh, two six seven.
0: Wonderful. And what what are the last uh, two, six, oh,
1: two six seven?
0: Two six seven. So at Lee yeah. De La Cruz two six seven. Yeah, yeah, that's Perfect. right. Good, good. Yeah, and because uh, that was one of the things. As and I'm not sure if I followed you first or you followed me, but I remember just seeing you and some of the weights. And and I'm not a real free weight guy. I'm more of a machine. Um, mm-hmm to target areas some people like that although I know for the back of my arms I start I I need to be using some free weights to as I get older I know it's not as tight and as firm as it was and so I need to use some free weights to start uh, strengthening and tightening up that area but something really interesting two things you said that I really want to touch on because uh, folks before we started recording this podcast we talked about the um, the 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 domains or the dimensions: the spiritual, the emotional, the physical, and the mental. And just two of the things that uh, Leandro had mentioned: the spiritual and and the self esteem. You know that that emotional, how he thinks and how he felt about himself. Let's touch on those for a minute. And and just like our addiction. And and by the way. Um, because you mentioned you are a, a, a sober person um you're not a novice to this you've been around for for a few years haven't you
1: yeah my sobriety date is twelve twenty one twenty one 2014 so you're coming
0: up yeah. on eight years yep coming up on eight years <laughs> that's fantastic you know um I'm you know as a person who's been around for a while, I always look for individuals such as yourself and I really surround myself with people who have less time than me for two reasons. Number one, you have a, you have a fresh perspective, right? One of the mm-hmm. challenges with being an old timer is we, we have to fight against being that get off my lawn guy, right? Well, yeah. when I was in school, we walked uphill both ways and this is how we did it. Even though there, there's the plan of recovery hasn't changed and I'm still dogmatic about that, Mm-hmm. I think a younger perspective, a person such as yourself, or Andy, or Angie, or Wendy, or Scott, or who one of the guys I sponsored just celebrated 16 years. You you bring a fresh perspective to things that I've been doing, and that helps me not forget where I where I came from. Right. Yeah. And so, eventually, you know, I mean, it, it's inevitable that you know one of the things we do in life is we die. Right. We leave this planet. Mm-hmm. And just as my sponsor, Jack, sadly passed away with 44 years of sobriety, there'll be a time I won't be here. And Mm -hmm. and, and recovery really relies on people like you with a commitment to true sobriety, not just not drinking or using, but a holistic approach to being well, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And so congratulations on your eight years up and coming and, and the day and the victory you have today. Having said that, was was when you got clean and sober and you had been lifting and doing even when you were using as you said what do you think affected you first was it the self esteem did you think there was a spiritual connection you weren't getting was there something that said to you i need to get serious about how i feel and how i look and how i feel about me and how others view me right mhm yeah and and let me uh- say not as others view you for your ego, but how others view you and your sobriety that you're looking to share. Mm-hmm,
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, when I uh, when I got sober, I, you know, I, I, you know, I was going to meetings and I was, you know, working the steps and I was being honest and and uh, but I still there was still something missing. Like I, because I still quite. I couldn't, I couldn't quite still look at myself in the mirror, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I just was just lost. And I was, you know, and then I um, was driving by one time. I, this is when I moved over here to California, in the Central Coast, California. But I was driving by and I saw this uh, CrossFit gym and I saw these people running. And and so I, you know, just stopped by and, and, um, and they were very wel- welcoming. They were very friendly and just really nice people and so and it seemed like a really positive environment so i i signed up and i started doing crossfit um and that really helped me a lot i mean just you know not not just the workouts but just the people there you know like part of my recovery is surround myself with these with positive people it doesn't have yeah. to be just people in recovery it can be these people over here that are cheering me on to set a personal record or to finish finish the workout you know and you know, they're pushing me, they're cheering me on, that is just like, wow, you know, like, it is just an amazing feeling when, when you have these people cheering you on, and, and so, um, so yeah, I take, I take that, you know, to heart, and, and, you know, and just surround myself, but with, with positive people, you know, people that yeah. are going to, you know, make me better.
0: You know, that's, so, I and I, and I'm really glad you bring that up, because, I love to listen to a lot of speakers, you know, obviously what helped get me sober were listening to speaker tapes and Bob Earl and, and Johnny masters and, and, and just a number of individuals that I would listen to go to speaker meetings and listen to them on. I'm old enough to know when tape was right. Even before CDs. And now I listen to them on YouTube, but I also, you know, Zig Ziglar and, and, uh, uh Father Martin and stephen covey and 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 listen to a number of podcasts that are people who aren't in recovery and yet their approach to living is very, mm-hmm. very positive. So I'm really glad that that you found because obviously our foundational recovery is in the rooms. yeah, but if we shut ourselves off, to individuals who have a positive message but we don't meet them in the rooms of recovery i think we're mm-hmm. shutting ourselves off so i'm really glad you you said that and one of the things that i found and tell me if this isn't true as you got to know them everyone is recovering from something right yeah. i mean oh, yeah, it's exactly. not necessarily <laughs> alcohol or drugs but life is a bitch you know mm-hmm. and yeah and 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 if they're not recovering from, from a addiction, they know someone who is, but they've just mm-hmm. made a, a positive approach because our recovery is not based on our drink our drink lack of drink or use. I tell people all the time, my getting sober is because I don't drink and use, but my sobriety is a lifestyle choice. And that's the yeah. choice that they're making, right? hmm So oh, yeah. What were what were some of the things about them outside of the rooms of recovery that really got you to say, this is the path I want to take, and, and I enjoy being around these people? Was there something that they did for your emotion or your mental position?
1: The people in the rooms or the people at the
0: gym? <laughs> the people at the gym.
1: Oh, yeah. So when I was, um, I think I was like around 18 months sober at the time, this... um I had, I had a car that had the uh, AA symbol and, uh, sticker in the back, and this um, this one of the CrossFit uh, coaches came up to me and was just like, is that your car with the with the symbol, with the triangle in the circle? I'm like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's my car. And she was like, are you a friend of Bill W? I'm like, I am, actually. And she goes, me too. And I was like, oh, sweet. Okay. You know, so um yeah, I forgot how much time she she has, but um it was it was pretty cool. This was like when I first was starting CrossFit too and uh-huh. and so like it, yeah, I mean, we're definitely not alone out there and
0: No, we're everywhere, man.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> but it was just, you know, they were just very nice people. They were very, you know, um uh, into CrossFit, you know, they and you know, they also there was a lot of laughter you know mm-hmm. i mean a lot of laughing and so like and smiling and see that's that's kind of, i see it like like going to a meeting you know because yeah. i went to a meeting people were always smiling and laughing and i just it's like that's what i wanted right there you know and yeah and then when i went to the crossfit i see everyone there laughing and smiling and they all look some of some of them are pretty fit and muscular and then there are some that are overweight that are trying to get the weight down but they're mm-hmm you know, they're still having a good time and still getting a good workout in. And, and so, um, so yeah, they're I mean, it was, and they just encouraged me, you know, I mean, and when they knew, I, when they found out I was in recovery, you know, they, they it was funny because one time I was leaving and they told me, keep coming back. And so I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I will.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful that as you were describing the atmosphere there, I'm thinking that's just like the rooms of recovery. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the big book says that laughter, uh, cheerfulness makes for usefulness. The Bible says that a merry heart does good like a medicine. So mm. it doesn't surprise me that you were attracted to these people because it was, it was a type of recovery meeting, right? Yeah. Some people are yeah. in different phases of their physical fitness, some overweight working on it. Some were really built up and 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 built out, uh, and some were just beginning their journey. Everyone was in different phases, but all going for the same goal. The same thing in the room of rooms of recovery, mm-hmm. you know, whether yeah. a person is one year, one one day, 10, 10 days, hundred days, a thousand, ten thousand days. We're we're all there for the same reason, right? To grow mm-hmm. and to change. So it doesn't surprise me that a person who was making your life choices would, would find that environment attractive as well. Yeah. Because if you didn't find it attractive, the likelihood is you wouldn't have gone back.
1: Yeah. Cause like for me, I mean, it was like growing up, I, I, you know, even though I was good with sports, you know, I, I, I didn't really hang out with the jocks, even though I played, you know, sports and I was very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like, like the um, you know the vibe i didn't like really just the kind of people they were and you know because they were the kind of jocks that would like put others down because they weren't as good as um, Mm them and they only hung out with you know the popular kids or the kids that had money and got the newest coolest things you know and and so though they weren't really my kind of people and they never really invited me out to parties and and or get togethers or whatever anyway so um so that was one of my fears about going to CrossFit. It's like, cause he, I kind of was like, is this going to be like high school, you know, or like they're going to be like, you know, looking down on people that are not as good as, as mm-hmm. them. And, um, but then I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to just see how it goes. And then, um, no, like they were very friendly and, and just super nice and very encouraging and motivating. And they, um, you know, they pushed me to do better and, some are working in the same field as me. So oh, like, really? yeah. Oh yeah. And one of them actually helped me get um, get a job over there. She put in a good word for me um, uh-huh. over there where I work. And so, so yeah, that was very nice of her. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You know, you mentioned something, gosh, you mentioned so many interesting things that trigger so many um, thoughts and questions. A couple things, you know, because as you were sharing your experience in high school, because um, I was very athletic as well. So I played um, baseball primarily and basketball, played a little football in high school, and I was a member of the choir. I always have loved to sing. Even when I was in um, elementary school, I was always in glee club and through junior high school and high school, but I never felt like I fit in. You know, we Mm -hmm. used to have the handball courts and in the morning we'd go back there and get high and I never fit in there either, right? And Mm -hmm. I never was like you stated. I, I never felt like I was part of the athletic group. I was just, I was just different. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I sort of got stuck. I, I call it going through life sideways. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, and so, but that became very painful. Yeah. You know, not fitting in for whatever reason, we don't feel we fit in. And I, and I think, that's a real common thread, Leandro, between those of us in recovery. We just never quite fit. And and that can be very painful oh, yeah. for us. Yeah. And and as you know, as, as a professional EMT in a in a in a in an acute, a critical environment, if you're hurting bad enough, you need to be medicated. Oh yeah. You know, because yeah. something needs to stop the pain. You know, and mm-hmm. for for those of us who who went to substances, sometimes alcohol and drugs are the only thing that'll work. Yeah. You know, um, I remember I had a coach who reached out to me and invited me to church, and and I went there, and and that wasn't enough. You know, I just didn't fit anywhere I went, and that was very painful when you're mm-hmm. fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old. And you just don't feel like you fit anywhere.
1: Yeah. That's, oh yeah.
0: You know. Um, you used the term, and I loved it earlier. You used the term, and I'm glad you brought up your athleticism and your involvement in high school, because you you use the term reconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, which I I love words because words have meaning. They usually tell a story. So your physical fitness now is a way of you reconnecting to your commitment when you were younger
1: yeah pretty much yeah so um when i was younger i was i was always little too
0: like always small Um, i can't see you i mean folks when you when you go see leandro on, (laughs) on instagram he's not a small guy whatsoever Uh, (laughs) I would would want to stand back to back with him in an alleyway for sure. He's not a small guy, but I I was small when I was growing up as well. I was always very mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I I was, I was little and I actually got picked on too. And, and so, and I, and I actually wasn't getting um, picked on by a jock. It was by these, these other guys that were kind of, they were starting to use drugs and stuff. And so I was getting, I was getting bullied by them and you know and they were they were bigger than me and and so um so that's another thing that kind of motivated me to um to get back into it was because i just didn't want to be the little guy anymore and mm-hmm. but as because my body wasn't done growing until i was like maybe 24 25 and so um so yeah i i my body grew and i got bigger and and I was, you know, taking pro, uh, a protein supplement. I was taking my vitamins um, and I was eating. And at first I started off not eating great, but I ended up putting on some size on me, but then it just started to be unhealthy. But and then mm-hmm. when I moved out here in California, started doing CrossFit, that's when it all, all kind of changed and I got a little more leaner. But, um, but yeah, I just didn't like um, being small. Mm-hmm. And so but now that I'm older, it just really, the size doesn't really matter, you know, yeah. to me anymore. I, it's not the size now, it's just more like just staying healthy and staying fit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I, I, it's really important, you know, to stay, stay healthy, you
0: know. Um, so it's become yeah. it's become part of your overall recovery.
1: It has, yeah, it is. It's definitely a big part. Um, you know, mentally, spiritually, and physically, like, it's, it's really, for me, it's really important. And plus, the kind of work I do, like, I I need to work out, (laughs) you know, like, I, it's like, to save someone's life, you it's you pretty much have to be in shape to save someone's life. You know, like, you, um, I've had to do CPR for, like, almost 10 minutes one time, you know, just doing compressions nonstop, and I was sweating, I'm tired you know thank god i was doing cross and I was my endurance my stamina was good so i still kept going until someone someone else, someone else showed up and they took over compressions and so it's it's for me with the work i, I do it's really important that i stay fit you know? how
0: how what was the outcome of that person
1: um it, it was sad the person didn't make it oh, i mean, sorry. yeah so um A lot of the times when I've done CPR on someone, most of them didn't make it. Um, Mm -hmm. There's been a couple that that have that have made it. And so um, but a lot of the times they, you know, either they sometimes they make it like we we get a pulse and then they code again, and we have to do CPR again. And then they code again. And then so it it was kind of like, if they keep doing that, they're eventually just going to die. So there's a there's like a you know a time when the doctor says that you know this is going to be it right here if they code again then that's that's going to be it and so yeah. you know yeah. that's
0: I, I would imagine you know I've been in the same room on a couple of occasions when people have passed away and it's a very surrealistic moment yeah um, I would imagine a person. Who deals with life and death on a regular basis watching people die some by their hands some by the hand of others uh, some on purpose some by accident how does that affect your commitment to live knowing that you can control that where for whatever reason they could not and and how does that affect your overall approach to your own wellness does that make sense
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I take it very seriously. Like when I see, you know, the, the patients, like how they are, um, and so most of them are like in their fifties and sixties and they've had a history of heart attacks or CHF, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, worries me and stuff because it, my dad's side of the family has a history of heart attacks. My mm-hmm. dad hasn't had one yet, thank God. Uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> it won't be for another good while. But um, yeah, so it runs on my dad's side, and I think my mom's side too. So you know, I want to kind of like break that chain, and I want to just stay healthy, have good arteries, have good blood flow through my mm-hmm. arteries. You know, like I, um, and so yeah, I it just I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be, you know. 50 or 60 and already having heart attacks and or having chf and and so and these people weren't really in shape um Mm -hmm. you know and i've seen i've only seen a couple that were actually fit but and they still had a heart attack and they still were having health problems you know so i mean it was probably maybe genetics you know that they probably have a you know family members that have it i don't know but
0: yeah No, my my father passed away at 62 and even, you know, 33 years ago, uh, that was still pretty young, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, life expectancy certainly uh, wasn't then what it is now, uh, Mm -hmm. but he had had a heart attack in his sleep. However, on the death certificate, the cause of death was morbid obesity. Oh, wow. And, and it's, it's really interesting how we view ourselves, And we had talked about this earlier, that, that self image, either it's positive or negative, and it has a tendency to, you know, obviously, if we have a negative self image, we're probably doing things that support that mindset, where Mm -hmm. if we have a positive self image, we look in the mirror, we say, you know, you're doing all right, keep up, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing. Uh, continue to do that. We have a tendency to, to follow unhealthy practices, and 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 at that particular time, I was just beginning to become out of control. Overweight, as so many of you know, I used to weigh three hundred ninety-five pounds, and and um, morbid obesity, and enlarged heart, arrhythmia, AFib, you name it. I was not in good shape. High cholesterol. Um, you know, I damaged my knees so much for carrying weight around. I've had both knees replaced. I had a non-functioning gallbladder. I was, I was a real mess, you know, even in, uh, in, in losing the weight that my body had broken down to a point where it just wasn't going to repair itself. Um, but I saw myself when I was 56 years old, um, I saw myself as a person who had six years to live because my dad died at 62 Mm -hmm. and my weight was starting to get out of control and I would lose 20 pounds, but I'd gain 30 back and 40 back, you know, that kind of defeat, you know, and, and thank God in, uh, in 2010, I made a decision to get some surgery and make some different life choices. And now I'm very, very healthy. Um, but it's It's really hard to make that commitment, isn't it to to go from either sober to clean, I mean, you know, using to clean and from drunk to sober, but also from a person who is not in shape to a person in shape and And that's a daily commitment for you as well, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know watching what I'm eating, and I did a lot of experimenting, you know, with the eating part. And uh-huh. so, like I, there, I try different stuff, and um, and so what works for me, like I order these meals from uh, Freshly, okay, um, and so and they pretty they're pretty good. It's clean eating. The, the sodium's high, but I mean it's it's better than what I used to eat. You know, mm-hmm. better than you know going to Carl's Junior or Jack in the Box. You know, and um, and I also eat my uh, my friend my friend Carlos, he's a a, a professional bodybuilder mm-hmm. and he's won a lot of bodybuilding competitions and people have asked him, what do you eat? And so, um, him and his wife got into a business together where they, they cook the, the, the kind of food they eat and they, um, they meal prep. And so, and then it's exactly the same portions that they eat. And so mm-hmm. they, um, that's their business is they wow. they cook and they sell the food and it, and it's pretty much paleo you got your mm-hmm. meat and you got your veggies and you got your good carbs and so um so yeah i I was eating his meals um and I lost like like pretty much seven pounds in in a week <laughs> wow you know and when I was doing just his meals and so um and that and that was a uh, paleo and so um for someone trying to lose weight, that's probably, the, for me, that was the best way to go was the paleo.
0: Um, yeah. You yeah. know, I've, I've done a lot of, from the carrot diet to, you know, to that tea diet, to um, uh, keto diet, and, but the the paleo, um, I think it was Dr., gosh, there was a, a doctor, oh, I can't think of his name, out of Florida, but it was a very common sense approach to eating. You know, yeah. it, it, it involved more than one food group because eventually if you're on a no carb diet, at some point you have to introduce carbs back into your your diet and you have to be so careful because if it's the wrong carb at the right time, it'll it'll trigger that mm-hmm. metabolic set point to yeah. gorge on carbs again and then everything you've done for the previous four or five or six months to lose 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds is gone. Yeah. You know, you need, you need that balance. So, so, cause I tell people it's not so much as what I eat, although there's certain things I don't eat milk and processed sugar and things, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's when I eat it, you know, I never eat certain foods past six o'clock at night. Because yeah. I know my metabolism slows down and the likelihood it's not going to be digested before I go to sleep, which mm-hmm. means while I sleep, it's going to turn into fat.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, so it's those kinds of things. So from, a, from a, a dietary standpoint, there has to be an alignment with what you're lifting and doing. So give us an idea of what you're doing and the connection between what you eat and, and how you work out.
1: So my, right now my workout is kind of limited because of my injury. I have uh-huh. uh, golf, I have golfer's elbow. Um, it's in the inside of the elbow Right, and I got it's it not tennis I,
0: elbow. It's golfer's elbow. I, yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it, you, you'll feel it. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. painful. And so, um, I got that from when I used to work at, at Walmart, I, I was the guy to unload the trucks and pull the pallets. Oh, yeah. and so I did a lot of repetitive movement and, um, yeah, over time it just—I thought it was just sore, so I just kind of ignored it and think it would go away on its own. But it never went away, and um, workman's Calm didn't really do much, so I just kind of doing like my own like physical therapy. Um, I'm doing a lot of icing. I got a massage gun that I use, um, so I'm doing things that I'm that I'm like able to do. Like I can still deadlift. I can still do front squats with my arms crossed. Um, I can do lunges um a lot of lower body stuff use the Mm -hmm. leg press machine leg curls leg extensions calf raises um I can even do you know some upper body stuff like front lateral raises for my shoulders Mm -hmm. and so for me like when I do those those exercises I do about four to five sets of 12 uh 10 to 12 reps um and I, I do that and I, I used to do cardio when I trained with weights, but now I'm just kind of like, I, now I'm just, I don't really do that. I haven't been doing that lately. Lately, lately I just been do I just make one day a cardio day where I'll just go mm-hmm. to the gym and okay. get on the treadmill and just run for about 30 minutes and then maybe work on my abs and my obliques. And then I'll get on the Stairmaster for like another 10 minutes. And, and so that's, you know, like a cardio day for me. Um, but, but yeah, I'm just, right now I'm just limited. So I just do like legs and my shoulders and I can start do. I can actually do some curls for my arm, but it has to be really lightweight and just maybe two sets. Cause uh, if I do more, it will start, I can, it will start hurting my elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's, that's the kind of training that I'm doing right now. The, you know, my workout program.
0: Now, so, do you, but, do, you yeah. do you find yourself cutting back on your food intake because you're not Uh, burning as much or have you shifted what you eat in the in the type because obviously one of the ways to stay in shape is to is to make sure whatever we're taking in we're burning right so we're (laughs) yeah so we maintain our weight we're not losing weight unnecessarily nor are we gain because you know you can you can gain twenty five pounds over the course of a year rather easily. Just gain two yeah. pounds a month, right? And next thing oh, yeah. you know, I look at yeah. the like think I need a bigger size pants. Yeah, for and sure. You gotta be very careful when you're when you're rehabbing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I try not to do too much for my on my elbow. Um, so my I used to work out five or even six days uh, a week. Now it's down mm-hmm. to like four, sometimes three. Okay. And so because I'm, you know, I'm limited and I don't want to do legs three times a week, you know, (laughs) or or, uh, shoulders three times a week. So I kind of, you know, I I, want to give it some time to heal and recover. Um, But with my eating, though, I'm kind of eating a little bit more um, and I'm taking a protein supplement that has a lot of protein in it because I'm trying to build strength. I'm trying to build the strength back up. And so I'm, I'm kind of starting to put on a little bit more mass, but it's just so I can build strength for my elbow. Um,
0: and it's getting but, a lot but, better, but you're eating with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's not all <laughs> yeah. So what you're bringing in is necessary for what you're trying to do for yourself. And and that's that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that that we hope to make. We're not just eating for the sake of eating, but we're eating with a purpose and, and, Mm-hmm. When we, when we begin listening to our body, you know, my body tells me what I want, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I've not nearly as good a listener as I should be,
1: Yeah, same um,
0: <laughs> but, but my body tells me you need more water, you know, you need more potassium, go get that bunch of bananas, you know, go make another mm-hmm. fruit salad, go, you know, I started eating cashew yogurt oh, okay. instead of regular yogurt because I found myself really liking yogurt, the freshness, and, and add a mm-hmm. little granola, or some shaved almonds, really make it a good meal, Yeah, but that much lactose really isn't good for me, mm-hmm. and so Trader Joe's has a great um, cashew yogurt that I eat now, and I can eat yes. all the yogurt I want without feeling like I'm I'm doing something that my body is not going to process good or reject overall, you know, so we have to have that harmony, just like we have in recovery. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good places out there um, that has uh, things that are pretty good and healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I've even gone online and looked at paleo meals and paleo desserts or paleo snacks. And it's like, wow you know that coconut banana smoothie looks pretty good <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah yeah no um, and
0: and and i enjoy that because you know there's so many good foods that are out there that aren't contrary you know mm-hmm. i mean i i like cheese i like fruit i like all those things but i i've learned that if it's not going to make me feel good later I probably shouldn't have it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what Cubby says, think first with the end in mind, Mm -hmm. you know, if I don't want my day to end up where I'm feeling badly about myself, I probably should consider how I approach my day. Right. So it's just very simple recovery principles. Let me ask Mm -hmm. you before we, before we cut out today, Um, have you been able to, because obviously when we get to the rooms of recovery, we're pretty jacked up. Most of us are in terrible physical condition because Mm -hmm. we've neglected, even though we may not be overweight, we're in bad shape. Yeah. Because when you, when you drink and use as much as you and I drink and use, we have a tendency to not do what we should be doing to, to make our body healthy. Well, mm-hmm. what we're doing is making our body very unhealthy. So yeah. have you had a, a good positive? Because obviously, I mean, folks, if you see this guy, you're going to know he works out. I would imagine when you go into a room, people probably maybe in a newcomer or two will come and say, man, you look fantastic. How do you get in that shape? Can you can you help me out?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had that a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that probably makes you feel good about who you are and what you're doing, but you get to have a positive impact on, on people, you know, so you get a positive impact when you go to the gym because people see you and they're not in recovery, but they know that you are. And then you go to a meeting of recovery and you, and you take that, that workout mentality with you there. So you really have an opportunity to impact a couple audiences just based on, your life choices, you know, yeah. as a person of recovery and a person who decided I'm going to take care of myself. That must uh-huh. make you feel good about who you are.
1: It does. Yeah. I mean, I, I it does. I, cause I, am not, I've never really had people come up to me and ask me, Hey man, like, you know, you're looking good. Like what, uh, what are you doing for workout? You know, or what are you yeah. doing? Uh, you know? So when people, when I go to a meeting and or a gym, I even the gym, I've had people ask me, you know, like, what kind of workout program are you doing? And yeah. And so, um, yeah, it feels, it feels good. And I tell them what I'm doing. And, and so, uh, sometimes it's kind of like my own thing, you know, I come up with my own workout programs and, and mm-hmm. it's working for me and, you know, cause I've done a lot in the past. Um, I've done CrossFit, I've done powerlifting and so, and I've, I've been trained by professionals. So like when I, I take that, those skills, you know, to the gym then. And, and, or, and when I go to meeting, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll train a newcomer and, and show them what, you know, what was taught to me. And, and so, um, so yeah, I just, it, it's pretty cool. You know, it's a good feeling when someone reaches out uh, to me for, for help, you know, in fitness. Cause I, I, I know for me, I know quite a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And that's really important because, and one of the reasons I wanted you on today's program not only your your commitment to personal fitness, um, but as part of that, again, being in recovery is not based on what we don't do. It's based mm-hmm. on what we do. You know, yeah, sober, exactly. we're clean and sober because we don't drink and use, but we don't enjoy a life of sobriety because of what we don't do. We enjoy a life of sobriety because of what we do
1: yeah yeah and we're showing the newcomers too like this you know this is what i got in sobriety you know like the the way i look and you know i if i was still using a drink and i wouldn't look like this yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, so when you go to a meeting or when i go to a meeting and i and they see me you know like built and stuff it's like wow we got a pretty much of a guy in the rooms and you know so this is what I can get in sobriety, you know, like, yeah, I mean, they can, they can do it too. If I can do it, they can do it. Yeah.
0: And, and that's, you know what, and that's a universal message. You know, if, if I can look good and feel good and not drink and not use, and and I love the word reconnect Mm -hmm. because there was a time where we weren't addicted, you know, and there were some things of our past, you know, uh, to this day, I'm so glad I loved music because I've never lost my connection to music. Mm -hmm. And, and I always wanted to be liked. I just wanted you to like me. And now today I live a life where for the most part, I'm a pretty likable guy, you know? Oh yeah. Not, not because necessarily of, of what I do, because what I do it's it's about who I am, yeah. you know, and and that's all I wanted. I was afraid for you to see me, because I was afraid you wouldn't like me. And yeah. now I'm glad you see me, because to see me is to like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just exactly. an entire yeah. transformation that occurs. But certainly, as a former obese person, and you've battled with weight as well, it's good to be on this side. Because we remember what it was like being on the other side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. And if we can share that hope and that encouragement with another person, you know, then then that's all part of our, our journey. You know, um, I think every day and I know that going on eight years, your personal commitment is probably very similar to mine to do the best we possibly can do for ourselves today that we might. Impact at least one person in a positive effect, and sometimes we don't know who that person is. Maybe God has targeted that person. We haven't even met him yet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But somewhere along the line, we're going to have an opportunity to make a positive impact to that person, providing we've decided early in our day to make a difference in the life of at least one person. Oh yeah. You know, and and what a what a what a transformation that is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So so, remind us one more time of uh, how to reach you on Instagram and to reach out and say hello.
1: So my Instagram name is Lee, L-E-E, Dela Cruz, D-E-L-A-C-R-U-Z, 267.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Hey, I really, really appreciate your time so much. I'm really looking forward to our friendship as it grows, and I really appreciate uh you taking the time and having this conversation on fitness, because I I think it's, it's more than just how we look. It's about how we feel about how we look. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and um, perception is reality, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and you don't, you didn't get in shape or you don't stay in shape because you want me to feel good about you you're in shape because you want to feel good about you.
1: That's right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like going, it's like in the, in the meeting, just like, Hey, you want to, you want to do this for yourself. You're not doing this for
0: yeah. your loved ones or whatever yeah. you're, you're, you're doing this for, for you. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I call the inside out approach to recovery and change. That's right. Um, yeah. Hey, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time today for uh, being on uh, this podcast. And for all of you out there, Continue to listen. I appreciate your encouragement. Thank you for the continual messages that you bring me. Uh, Every Wednesday at 1226 Mountain Time, you can catch these podcasts on my YouTube channel, Real Recovery Guy. You can go to Recovery Guy Podcast uh, at 5 a.m. Mountain Time every Tuesday uh, at Recovery Guy Podcast and then also at recoveryguy.org and I understand that our Al-Anon friend Susie is going to be sending me a, uh, a blog to get published the first week in October. So thank you very much for all that you do. Of course, my name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and remember, we got broken apart, but we get whole together. Have a great day.